Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Jen, and you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Thankfully, without Steven. Whoa, whoa. Is that a better, more awesome voice I hear? Well, actually, I'm... Steven, my my voice oh. has just changed a little bit. Um, we're having some sound issues on my end. Uh, I I the last time I remember Steve sounding this good uh, was the first or the second and third episode yeah. where it sounded episode like he was bad. on helium. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am taking over for Steve tonight because he has probably bronchitis. He's not feeling so so great today. Let's be real; it's just diarrhea. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say he's actually in the bathroom right now. Oh, I told him he could just podcast from the bathroom, but apparently the listeners out there mean too much to him to take it to that level. I feel like he gets sick quite a bit, right? I feel like your whole household gets sick quite, quite a bit. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a kid in elementary. They just bring up all the diseases. Just a buffet, a buffet of germs. But the thing is, Steven gets sick more than I do because I make him take care of the sick kids so that mm. I can stay healthy. <laughs> it's smart. Devious, but smart. It's actually probably the opposite. Uh, Charlie has thankfully been so healthy up until we started touring preschools last week. Mm. And then yeah. it was just like a rampage of sickness the last few days. You are in a world of hurts once yeah. you join preschool because they... I think that like things are created in those preschools <laughs> and then they're brought home. It's like a lab. <laughs> just passed along, starting from, from Indianapolis, Indiana, just a <laughs> new strain of flu. Just and, shipping it down on field trips to Fort Wayne. And Dustin is just passing along mm. all throughout the world. Airports. Oh, speaking of airports, that was not a good transition at all uh but we have some follow-up uh as steve likes to say trademark john saracusa um have no idea who that is but apparently he's important to steven so we'll keep up with tradition uh friend of the show ulysses del toro of the wedding photo podcast writes in to let us know style me pretty is no longer dying anymore um, and that it's back under control by its former founder, Abby Larson. Um, why this is relevant to anyone, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, well, we did talk about it last week, so we thought we'd let you know. To all those who do care, she's coming back to life. Well, all of those photographers that just love to shoot in fields with mason jars, this is, this is perfect. Yeah. Hopefully they have like the same content that they always put out, which is the fields with the mason jars and lots of floral and yep, West Coast. You got to have that golden light too. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Have you guys ever advertised with Style Me Pretty or Little Black Book? Uh, we haven't. Um, we've had. I think we have some stuff on there from a planner, but I our style is just not that that realm. It's just. Everything is very light and airy, and we're kind of the opposite of that. So I, I don't see how we would be good content for their blog. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, sorry, Stephen is texting me and micromanaging this podcast <laughs> as if uh, he's uh, he's <laughs> no longer he's no longer phantom producing. He's actually trying to produce. Um, 
but anyways, yeah, we'll keep keep uh, keep up with the story and uh, see how it goes. It'll be interesting, I think, from a purely business perspective of going from being owned by Oath, which is a giant Verizon company, uh, to trying to lean uh, run a lean operation all by yourself. Um, we'll see if yeah. she can keep up with it. I mean, I have no idea what it's like to run a huge website like that. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm no Jen Van Elk photography with, with the following like you guys have. So <laughs> someday, someday, oh, uh, someday buddy. I heard that you're working on that Instagram. So just trying to be cool like you guys. So I can start <laughs> getting dick pics. Speaking of social media, uh, Dustin, do you want to talk about uh, getting the Jim Gaffigan tickets? Uh, I sure. I mean, who doesn't like a good Jim Gaffigan? You know. I heard that you uh, were getting a little complainy on Twitter. Isn't that what Twitter's for? I was I was <laughs> under the impression Twitter was simply the armpit of the internet, simply meant to complain. Is that not what it's for? No, I think you're exactly right. Okay. I think that's see? what it's for. That's, yeah, I see. Uh, no, I am a huge Jim Gaffigan fan. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know who he is, um, get out from under your rock and Google him. Uh, he's a hilarious comedian that does, I, I dare I say, family-friendly type comedy. Um, and so the wife also likes him because of that fact. And so I was attempting to buy tickets last week. And Ticketmaster's website went down. And I was nice. freaking out because I, since I went to see him last year, I got invited to like a pre-sale type event and where you get to buy them like the day before they go public. And yeah, I was like pissed off because I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to buy these like all the other peasants out there, <laughs> like on regular opening day. And... Luckily, I was able to wake up an hour before they went live and buy them. But I also took it a step further and went on Instagram and freaking DM'd Jim Gaffigan. And I was like, yo, bro, what's up with this? Don't be selling me tickets on your Insta ads if they can't be bought. So how did that turn out? Um, He never wrote me back. Sorry, buddy. But I actually, I started the conversation with him. You probably will never read this. And then, (laughs) (laughs) well, I will tell you this. I actually messaged him as well. And he gave me two free tickets. So yeah, well, you have a bigger Instagram following. So (laughs) there is that. Speaking of our Instagram following and our most valuable listener, Louis Novak, uh, he actually got back to dear old Stevie Pooh about the wedding he shot um, where he thought he might have strep throat. And in fact, good old Louis Novak, I feel sort of feels like uh, Louis Novak's life is sort of a like choose your own adventure novel that we play <laughs> on this is like a little it's almost needs to become its own segment. I feel like the Louis Novak segment. Do you uh, have a theme song in in mind for this? I think you are pretty good at making those things up on spot. Well, I was actually thinking Louis should come up with his own jingle. <gasps> Ooh. Since he did, uh, I believe it was some, I can't remember, but he did a song earlier that we aired on the podcast. So Louis, come up with something cool for us. 
Um, but Louis did not end up having strep throat. Instead, he had the flu. But oh my gosh. <laughs> so trade trade one for the other there. So lucked out there. I, I don't I know guess, what's worse. I guess. <laughs> um, but in a mad stroke of luck, and I'm reading this verbatim from from Stephen. Um, so if I sound more intelligent, you do. That's why. Uh, when the main photographer contacted the bride to go over her last minute details, the photographer noticed that the bride didn't have a meal seat for dear old Louis. Um, so she opted to just scratch the second shooter. And I don't know how, how your contract operates, but there's no like last minute, you know, Oh, I'm not going to do a second shooter type thing. It's like once no. you're contracted, you're in for that full tab. I, yes. Um, we don't have the option to have one shooter. So that's, that definitely is not a, an option for our couples. Yeah. I, that would be like, mm, uh, yeah, I just decided I'm going to go down to like a four hour package. Oh, you have a mortgage and bills too. Sorry. I know that's not how they think, but yeah. that's how I think. That's <laughs> actually how we, we set up our, our bridal consults. When we talk pricing, the first thing I say when they talk about like which package they should pick, I say, well, you know, most brides go with this package, um, but you can always go up in package. You just can't go down because yeah. we budget our year financially on like the things we do as a family and purchases we make based on what you, our brides are going to do. And like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. I usually just lay out my packages and I say, this bottom one feeds my children. <laughs> and this middle one will pay for my children and my mortgage. Uh, and then I just go from higher up. Then I say, then the top one will actually let me go on vacation um, <laughs> in the winter be, when I don't have any weddings. <laughs> that should just be the name of your packages. Feed, feed my children, <laughs> feed, clothe, children eat. feed and clothe my family, and then vacation package. <laughs> and then will you remember me like plays? Like you, they, as soon as they're the PDF opens. Yeah. So you got like that sad feeling inside your gut. You just yep. have to go with it. Yeah. It might not be puppies on the street, but it is my children. <laughs> it's your ch children with empty plates. And they're just like, <laughs> but please, sir, please just a chicken nugget, just a chicken nugget. You totally got that. Cause that's exactly what my kids would ask for. And so that's when you'll get a dick client that's going to be like, hey, could I just give you like Costco chicken nuggets <laughs> that taste like cardboard? Okay, I'll take it. Um, so Steven just came in and like uh, Phantom producer, <laughs> Steven Van Elk. And after or like first he gave me a beer and I was like, oh, okay, um, I'll do it like this. And then he brought me some water. And literally five minutes ago, dropped off some lemonade as well. So Man, he wants you hydrated. I might have to take a restroom break in the middle of this because I have a ton of liquids sitting what right in front of me. What kind of beer did good old Steven bring you? He brought me a dogfish head, a 90 minute, not the 60 minute, the 90 minute IPA. Wow. Steve yeah. does like his IPAs. I think because he opened the 90 minute for me, he likes me a little more so mm. than himself. This is if true. That might be surprising to our listeners, but he does like someone more than he likes himself. 
I would say that is very true about Steven. So, yeah, do you want to ask me this question? Let's we can skip over the Twitter thing. Um, I'm not. I'm not even. Where am I at? Dustin, let's talk oh, about your yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, so, um, you, D- Dustin, you complained. I remember this. You complained that Steve didn't notice you tweet on the episode, last episode. Let's just follow <laughs> up a, <laughs> on a longtime question, which I think is true about myself too, Dustin. Does Dustin even follow Steve on Twitter? Uh, the answer is 100% no. I do not follow Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I, but that would be because I don't follow anyone. That's because I don't get on Twitter unless I'm <gasps> complaining. Lies. Unless I'm complaining about something like Zenfolio being down for maintenance or Well, my complaints are going to be full of Dustin not following me on Twitter. I would love that. Daily. It's just going to be a repeat. And people are going to start messaging me and saying, why do you, why are you tweeting this? Why are you tweeting this? And I'm going to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep repeating it over and over again. So if you guys out there listening and you want to go follow me on Twitter, I'll be more than happy to follow you back. I'm going to unfollow you. I'm totally unfollowing I, you tonight. I didn't even know you were following me. so it's I'm probably not. Let's be honest. <laughs> I have 142 people following me. Ooh. And I am following You're up. 67. I, I don't even know how to like see. Yeah. The only things that get posted on, I guess I have, I still have it set up where anything I post on Facebook auto post to Twitter. Okay. Yeah. That's one way to do it. So, yeah, I don't check Twitter. Find me on Instagram, the real place people hang out. The non-complainers. Just the people who like to post pretty pictures. It's a, it's a very positive and optimistic community. Because it's all people trying to sell shit. <laughs> and l- yes, unless you're famous. And then it's not always that th- that case. Yeah. I mean, do you honestly use Twitter a lot? Never. <laughs> so. every, once, every once in a while I'll post something that Ian did that I thought was funny and then anything else that's been tweeted out Steve has put on my Instagram or my Twitter so <laughs> I'm gonna just share a little secret with with everyone I hate social media and so he does a lot of it for me yeah Steve is quite the like social media guru he is like millennial to a T. I can't, I wish I was young and vibrant like he, <laughs> and I had the time and energy to do all that he does. I know. I, I wish I had his energy and like sleeping until 11 AM and yeah, skipping out on podcasts to actually drink beer in the living room. He's not even in the bed anymore. Yeah, I know. It's just the, a millennial at heart. Steve's totally going to cut this out. <laughs> yep. Um, what's next, Jen? What's next? Bring it hot and heavy. So uh, I'm actually kind of curious. I remember you mentioning about your style shoot. Um, you promised to talk about why you didn't make to print. I want to hear the story. Do you though, Jen? Do you really want to hear the story? I actually really do. 
Uh, so recently, uh, this year, I did a styled shoot for a wedding. I don't know if you can say a wedding magazine. <laughs> <laughs> a a wedding. Let's call them a wedding company. I I don't sort of like a style me pretty type company um, on a regional level, and essentially they have this new business model. I think Steve and I talked a little bit about this on an earlier episode, uh, but what they're doing um, since print sales and print ads are down is they're going around to reception halls and p- helping to plan styled shoots for the reception hall. And then in return, they are compensated for that because they will then promote that styled shoot on their website and social media outlets. And because of that, they have another ulterior motive that I did not know about, which is everyone involved in the style shoot, they then try to con into advertising in the magazine or on the website. And in return for that, they try to trick you into saying, well, if you if we get enough people to advertise from the shoot, we can put the shoot in the magazine. And I'm like, cool, but I hope you find enough people to advertise. So essentially they get people to work for free and then they try to get them to pay them for the work they did for free to advertise themselves. And it's just, it's just the business model, the pure audacity of this company. Uh, is amazing. I I told Steve, I want to make a company where people pay me to do work for me. (laughs) I mean, you have a really good point. I'm going at at this point in time, since you usually, Steve would have a comment and you would play devil's advocate. I'm going to play that. I am going to play the devil today. (laughs) (laughs) You are the devil, Jennifer. (laughs) So... Knowing like the background of this magazine, it's a little bit more like a like a wedding guide. Like their their purpose is to provide brides with different types of vendors so that they know the options in the area. Because it, it started off as a local magazine. It's a little bit more it's not nationwide, it's more Midwest, but I see where they're coming from. I don't think because they don't have necessarily that I'm Brides Magazine or uh, I think the the Knot does something similar quarterly. I think with the little of experience they have with that, I think makes it so that their motives are less about just providing the information and then the money will just start coming in because people want to want to um, advertise with them. They have to find means to, to make this magazine into print Um, just because there, there aren't people um, funding it. They're completely self-funded and they completely rely on people do or uh, vendors doing ads with them. So they have to find some way to to entice people to actually advertise with them. Because I think they're seeing a lot of drop off for the print magazine because more people are going flocking to blogs or they're using Instagram ads or Facebook ads to advertise. As they should. And I, I, I agree with you, though. Like, 
it kind of seems shady and puts a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth as a vendor. I mean, if Steve was on the show, I would say Steve always puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But I don't know. Like, I just wish that they had been upfront about it and they would have said, you know, like, hey, this this shoot is only going to be for web. But if we get en- like just enough of you guys want to chip in like a hundred bucks each, we'll throw mm-hmm. this in the magazine. Um, but instead it's just the way they went about it where they're like, Oh my God, these photos are like easily one of the best style shoots we've done in the last year. Yeah. Uh, this, we really love to get this in the magazine. If we could just get two of you guys to advertise with us. Wait, so were they upfront that this was not going to be for print? They were upfront to me that it was not going to be for print, but I don't, I can't say that all the other vendors involved knew that. Okay. The way they said it at the actual shoot itself was the way it was coming together was so awesome that they could easily see it making its way to print. Yeah. So then of course, then it got everyone at the, at the photo shoots, um, hopes up that they're like, Oh wow. You know, like this is real, like this is going to be really great. And then the photos came out really good. So it would be silly not to be sent to print other than them just simply holding it hostage, which is kind of what they did. I think as the venue, I'd be very, very unhappy, especially if you're paying money. The venue, uh, I mean, they were, yes, unhappy that it didn't go to print, but the venue knew about this tactic because the okay. venue the venue actually was supposed to encourage us as well to advertise to get it to print because when i reached out to her to make sure she was happy and excited about the photos and the blog post and everything she was like yeah absolutely and then i said you know it was kind of shady how they like wouldn't put it in print unless we all advertised with them she was she was like, oh, yeah, that's probably partially my fault because I was really supposed to, like, be a cheerleader for them and encourage you guys all to to advertise. And I'm like, really? Like, that's even, even worse that you knew mm-hmm. that going in. So then I'm like, so just to be clear, you paid them to have us all come shoot for free, something we would have been more than happy to do for you. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had to pay a dime. It's so true. And then on top of that, now you're ter- that now you're also a marketing person for them, trying to get advertisers. So you're for working their- for free. Actually, you're paying exactly. to work for them. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like this whole thing is just like the most yeah. twisted business model. It has to be working. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, lose a bad taste in my mouth. Are we talking about Steve now? Or are we talking about the magazine? Never Steve. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. It's, I don't know, like, I was rooting for them and now I I don't feel as positive about it. I think that communication is key and to be open and honest with people. And I just don't see that from them with us. It just seems, it definitely seems shady to me. Not that it's necessarily wrong, but it feels a bit wrong. Oh yeah. I wouldn't say what they're doing is wrong. It's just such a um, backwards way of doing business and I and I part of me the entrepreneur in me applauds them for sort of finding this creative yeah. way to generate revenue to keep their magazine alive. I think there's other ways to go about it though as as an entrepreneur like 
you find things that work for everyone. And if vendors don't want to advertise in your magazine, there's a reason why something's not right. So you have to figure out what that is and accommodate. And if you're tricking people into advertising with you, I think that that is going to create this really hostile relationship and they're not going to want to ever advertise with you. You need to create a relationship that's lasting and not something that's just uh, a one-time thing. I agree. I agree, which is why I never advertise. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. I did it one time when we moved to Indianapolis. Yeah. I paid like a small fortune for the perfect wedding guide. Yeah. And then I saw no fruits of my labor on that one. I hear that a lot from people. Um, I, it's just, I think my, it might be the indie market. I don't know what it's like in other cities, but I know within the indie market, if you are charging a certain amount and you're above what the average bride is spending in indie, you're, it's not going to do well. Yeah. I will say I could not imagine working for like Wedding Wire or The Knot or some of these guys on their like sales team because like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I get calls, geez, like at least once a month from one of them. And the most recent one has been Yelp. Yelp has been calling me like crazy. Oh, me too. And it's so annoying. I have to pick up the phone and say, I'm going a completely different direction. I am not a photographer anymore. So <laughs> just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's gone that far. I've, I've had many conversations. And it seems like maybe the turnover rate for their uh, salespeople are high because I will get different people each like six months. And then I'm yep. having to explain to them everything all over again uh, yep. that I'm not interested. And I finally just told someone I'm not a photographer anymore. So they'll leave me alone. Yeah. Last person called me, his name was Michael. And I told him I actually work for Yelp now. <laughs> really threw him off. <laughs> He's, He's like, like uh, wait, what? Oh, um, I was like, yeah, must... <laughs> I'm on floor three. I'm in the graphics department. I, I work. He's like, wait, what? I'm like, are you on, which floor are you on, Michael? And he's like, I'm, I'm actually at like a call center. I'm not at the Yelp headquarters. And I'm like, oh man, that really sucks. <laughs> and then I was like, do you want to talk about it? And he's like, yeah. wait, are you not doing photography anymore? I'm like, yeah, I just, I do it for Yelp. They called me so many times. I just thought it made sense to work for them. Bingo. And really just threw him for a loop. <laughs> And then he just doesn't ever want to call you again because he just feels so crappy that he's just working in the call center and not in corporate. Yeah, I love I love having fun with the uh, the telemarketers. I got a new one today um, for a um, like accounting company that like wants to do like small business bookkeeping and accounting. Mm hmm. And uh, she called me yesterday and I do kind of play this game where I say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into a meeting or a photo shoot, which typically is true. And I'm like, can you call me? You're, very, call me? you're a very busy guy. I know. And I'm like, can you call me? Can you call me in like 45 minutes? And then they call me in 45 minutes and they're like, and I was like, oh shit, I, I totally, I forgot. I've got a, you know, another photo shoot I'm jumping into here. Can you call me tomorrow? 
And th- this is how I know if they really want my business. Yeah. So this woman did both of those things. And then she calls me again today. And uh, I'm like, man, they, they're, they're really hungry. 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 And, um, and then begins to ask me about my accounting and bookkeeping and how we do all that. And, and then she's like, um, do you have any questions? I like to, I would like to transfer you to like our CEO. And I'm like, no, I, I don't have any questions because I, I'm not interested in <laughs> switching my accounting or bookkeeping. Um, but if you want, I'm happy to talk to him. <laughs> I typically like just to be, oh, I, I meant like, I have a, like a really quick meeting. Can I just put you on hold? And then I just put him on hold and then just see how long they'll last. See how long they'll stick around for. I love the, the old. I mean, you j- got to see how hungry they are. So, and I'm not doing it with that accent. Just how so hungry. Not, not ever doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to do the old Jerry Seinfeld maneuver where it's like, Hey, um, I'm actually working right now. Can you give me your home phone number and I'll call you at home tonight and we can discuss this? <laughs> ah, yeah. I, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Cause it's like, they're calling you at home to be like, Hey, let me, let me just call you at home tonight. <laughs> Thanks um, for explaining that one, buddy. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I have to typically do it for Steve. I forget that I'm talking with a more intelligent person. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you you choose your friends, Dustin. Do we? Do we? I mean, <laughs> you and I met. It's such a random chance happening that, you know, don't really feel like we necessarily chose each other, per se. I felt like you really wanted to be my friend and I was like oh my gosh who is this Dustin guy and why does he keep following me around yeah that's kind of who I am I'm sort of like a puppy dog so I don't get to choose my friends but you do a really good job at choosing really great friends see (laughs) I guess that's one way of looking at it (laughs) um speaking of origin stories Let's talk a little bit about you, Jen. I know we know a ton about this Steve guy that's shrouded in mystery, covered in molasses. Oh, but goodness. let's let's talk a little bit about the the origin of Jennifer Van Space Elk. Like the very moment that I became Jennifer Van Elk or Jen Van maybe, Elk? Maybe not the very <laughs> moment, maybe not the um, inception, if you will, of Jennifer oh, okay. Van Elk, but let, maybe the inception of Jennifer Van Elk photography. Okay. Uh, well, I, I studied photography in college and I worked for a studio that I really disliked and kind of painted the picture for me of what my life could be like. And I hated it. So I switched my major after this was junior year. I switched my major to, uh, study business and religious studies, I did not think that I was going to do photography because I had such a horrible experience with the studio in college. So I put my camera on the shelf. I I shot with film. So I had a film camera that I just, that collected dust, um, essentially. So I met Steven at college, my senior year. It was, uh, we, he graduated a semester before me, um, because I transferred 
but we met our uh my first semester into my senior year and Steve's last semester into his senior year uh we started dating uh and you know you, you, when you you start dating someone you open up about things that you love um sometimes you get a little bit deeper and talk about like your past take, and I talked to him take us deeper Jen <laughs> So I talked to him about my experience, but he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And so when we got engaged, he bought me a gorgeous ring and also a digital camera. I got to be honest with you. I was kind of upset about it because I didn't want him to waste money. So ah. I was like, oh, thank you so much. This is so cool. And then it went right back on the shelf um, thinking, you know, maybe I'll take it on our honeymoon. It'll be nice to have a camera. Um, but he forced me to do, which I also absolutely hated, to go on dates with him. And that's not what I hated. I really enjoyed <laughs> going on dates I, with him. I would understand <laughs> hating going on dates with Steven as well. He would make me, he would bring the camera. He'd, he'd find the camera in my closet, bring it with us and forced me to do these photo dates with him. So we would go to a park and we'd take pictures of random things of him. Like he'd want me to take pictures of him. And this is I, all, it's all coming back to Steve being <laughs> infatuated by himself and yes. wanting someone to take pictures he of him. He was like, actually, I need something for my LinkedIn profile. So his, like, I bought inner, his inner Kardashian is coming out. <laughs> yes. It sounds like he actually, um, he, he does that quite a bit. So anyway, um, I started to, as we would do these little dates, I was like, you know what? There's actually something in me that's really driven when I pick up a camera. Like I really, there's something that just sparks inside me and he saw it. I didn't. And then, uh, I started to get brave and ask people, uh, if I can shoot. And that turned into a random situation of someone coming in to purchase the rest of my wedding supplies that was that was just left over from the our wedding day and she overheard Steve and I talking about photography and she came up and she was like are you a photographer and I was so nervous to say yes because I I never at that point in time had a paid gig and I said yeah sort of <laughs> I couldn't even get them like give them a like a confident answer because I just wasn't fully confident in myself at the point that point you're in like, time. You're like, I've paid for an advertisement <laughs> with a magazine. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> so she's like, Yeah, I have two daughters that are getting married. You should. Here's their email address. You should send them their your portfolio. And I was like, Shoot, I don't have any weddings in my portfolio. So I was the uncle. What, what do we we call that? Uh, uncle, the uncle Bob, the uncle, uncle Bob. There we go. I was an uncle Bob at a wedding, but I will say this. I asked the bride to ask permission for the photographer. Cause I didn't want to step on any toes. So I was like, is she okay with this? The first one I shot, she was amazing. She, she was just like, Oh, how are you doing? And asking me questions. And we weren't in the same market. So it was completely fine. Um, I built up, I built up that portfolio and both of her daughters ended up booking me for the wedding. And I ended up booking 14 my first year. And then it grew from there. Holy cow. Give me, give me sort of a time reference. What was the year for that, that, that building the portfolio stage? Uh, 2009 to 2010. Okay. So we are now in 2018. 
Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's my first wedding was January 2nd of 2010. You feel old? Um, I, my body does, but I don't feel that old. I feel, I still feel like I'm, I would say I feel like I'm 24. We saw a client tonight. We went and got ice cream at this new ice cream place. Yeah. And we saw a client, um, that we had shot, I want to say four years ago Mm -hmm. and they had like two or three kids. Isn't that crazy? They had two kids and one on the way. That's what it was. And I was just like, oh my God, I feel like so old right now because I remember their wedding like it was yesterday and here they are like two, I mean, first of all, they're still together, which is great. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love it when our couples, you know, get married and then (laughs) stay married. Well, and I sometimes feel, I feel like I mourn their relationship if they don't stay together. I know that I'm there for just a short period of time, but since I witnessed it, I feel kind of let down. Oh, I totally feel somehow responsible for if my couple <laughs> I didn't breaks shoot up. Shoot well enough. I, if I only I had done. Marriage. If only I had done off-camera flash. Maybe this would have turned <laughs> out differently. See, that's your problem, buddy. Most of our wedding couples stay together, and we use off-camera flash. So I, I maybe know. that's the secret ticket. Absolutely. So yeah, um, Steve, Steve started shooting with me soon after. Cause he, during those photo dates, he was shooting a lot too. And he had such a, a great background for it as well. Just having Did studying. He? Did he? <laughs> I mean, I had to help him with the awkwardness, but <laughs> the, the video, um, aspect of it, like the composition and, um, just how he was just really good at that and understanding exposure with his again background with video so wait steve has a background with video he's was a telecommunication major he graduated with um a ba in uh telecommunication at ball state ba for those of you don't know is stands for badass yeah i gave him that title actually that's right badass self self videographer I graduated with a BA badass videographer. Mine was a BS and it literally is a BS because I would never be able to get a job with the degree I got. Oh my goodness. Thankfully I have got an entrepreneur spirit and I just make my own jobs. The way to do it. Yeah. I have a BS or B I have a BFA. That's what I have. Yeah. What does that stand for? Um, Bitchin' father with attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Or a bachelor's Um, of fine art. I don't know. One or the other. I I was trying to come up with something and I just completely failed. I was thinking like baby... Baby baby face? Baby, baby face. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how much cussing you guys want on here, so I'm not going to do I I like to keep it straight G. A straight G podcast is what I'm after, but Steve likes to drop things like shit, asshole, dick, pick. Oh my god! Sometimes pick dick. It just depends on the this order. This is definitely getting cut. He's definitely cutting this. Oh, the things I always think he's going to cut, he never cuts. And then the things he says he's going to cut, he doesn't cut. 
Yeah, I think his whole goal in life is to make you look stupid. Oh, I knew that getting into this. <laughs> I realized that from episode numero uno. He came to me as soon as you asked to do this podcast with him. He was like, Jen, it's happening. It's happening. I can make Dustin look really, really bad now. It's happening. It's sad that his life goals and life dreams is just simply to bring me down a notch. <laughs> I think Dustin, it's because he was picked on as a child. He, you know what? That's It's a middle child syndrome. Yeah, yeah. it's that's what happens. But All those loafers you keep buying him. Hey, I didn't buy most of those. That's uh, Mama Van Elk. She bought, I'm Mama Van Elk too, but she's like the original Mama Van Elk. Is that that Insta handle at original Mama Van Elk? Oh my gosh, that'd be perfect. (laughs) I need to, well, yeah, that would be perfect for her. She's actually Gila now. So that's what my kid calls his grandma, Gila. Gila. I feel like Gila sounds like a monster name. Like It is. The, G- the Gila monster. Yeah. yeah. It was not on purpose. It was one of those situations where a person wanted to be called a certain name and the kid couldn't pronounce it. Has Steve talked about this before? No. Okay. So she wanted to be called Guela. That's what it was. Which Guela. is not Guela, which she <laughs> thought was a Spanish term of endearment for a grandma, <laughs> which no one can find. I think she thought Abuela. Is, Steve, is Steve's mom Spanish? No. She doesn't speak Spanish either. <laughs> so <laughs> she you I just love her to death. She's just like such a like I could easily just put together a book about her conversations. She's just, she's great, but she's, she wanted that name and Ian couldn't pronounce it. He called her Leela and she's like, no, gut, 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 like G, like Guela. She's a kindergarten teacher as well. And so he, instead of calling her Leela, started calling her Gila. So it's stuck, and now all of the grandchildren, all nine of them, well, the ones that can speak, call her Gila. That's awesome. So, see, my mom, uh, her name is Gigi to the yeah. kids. Was she? Did she originally want Gigi, or was it she, like a? She wanted Gigi. <laughs> so, I and, love it. I love Gigi. She, she got Gigi. I already picked out mine. I'm gonna be Grammy. Grammy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I'll I'll go with some made up names too. And I like uniqueness. So Grammy's not really unique, but if my grandchild wants to call me why am I talking about grandchildren? My children are like two and just seven. a couple years away. A couple years away. Oh, don't remind me. My my father is still bitter because he wanted to be Papa. Yeah. And then my daughter not realizing differentiating differentiating him from my wife's father Mm -hmm. uh, started calling him papa and so he's over here more watching her and so then he became papa yeah and then my dad is just like whoever (laughs) and he was like no that was my name i came up with that so funny and he she'll even say papa gino which is my wife's dad's name and so, oh, I love that. It sounds like a um, like a restaurant, like an Italian restaurant. We actually have a restaurant in town called uh, Gino's Itali- Italiano or something. <laughs> so we always say, let's go to the Italiano, Papa Gino. 
Perfect. Okay, we are way off topic. He's he's gonna cut all that anyways. Yeah. Let's see. I guess we could get into the main show. The meat and potatoes. The old main course, if you will. Big news, NVIDIA new um, came out with a new content aware fill AI, uh, which apparently, fun little factoid, is better than Photoshop. Um, do you actually use content aware at all in Photoshop, Jen, in your editing? You know, honestly, not often because it gets kind of wonky. I mm-hmm. guess if it's just like a plain background, I can easily remove like uh, power lines from a sky with that. But when it comes to like anything that needs detail, it's horrible. Uh, But looking at this article with the content aware, it looks amazing. I'm actually pretty impressed with it. Yeah, uh, but let's be honest, if it's not in the Adobe suite of moving between Lightroom to Photoshop, I mean, I'm not going to export something out of Lightroom opening it in like NVIDIA's own little platform and move it back. I I just know myself and that would never happen. So what they need to do is simply sell it to Photoshop. That's actually not a bad idea because you are so right. I would would be, well, if it wasn't for like the editing service that we do, I probably wouldn't do any extra things either. I definitely don't with my own work. I rarely bring things into Photoshop and when I'm doing that I'm never going to bring it into like noise canceling or I try to do as much as I can in camera but with situations like this where I'm getting photos sent to me I think this could be a really great option for us. Yeah I mean whenever I need heavy lifting I just send everything to the bespoke tone. (laughs) That is not true (laughs) at all. Someday I will be able to afford the bespoke tone. Yeah, Dustin, for how busy you are, I'm, and the fact that you don't follow me on Twitter, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Exa- oh, do you own the bespoke tone? Or do you have something to do with them? No. I, I thought it was just... I don't a, associate I, myself with... <laughs> I just thought it was a simple editing company in, yeah. in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, according to their Twitter bot. Yeah, a simple editing company that is run by a husband and wife. I never met them before, though. Sounds like there could be a book written about them. They sound interesting. We should have them on the podcast sometime. Interview them, perhaps. That would totally make the husband's life if he had a book written about him. (laughs) Uh, Someday I'll get to meet the owner of this phantom bespoke tone editing company. Huh. Anyways... (laughs) So you're saying you would only use it for like editing other people's photos, but probably not your own. Probably not. Because some of the photos that are sent to me, I probably personally, not that they're terrible pictures, is that I probably would trash them. Because if there's any detail that needs to be fixed on the face and I have nothing to work on, I can't do anything about it. And I think some people don't realize that if I can't just create a random face and just hope that it looks sure like that can. person, sure I can. can, I can, 
Just take pictures of yourself and put put them on the faces. That would be awesome if I just like photo, like took a picture of myself, cut it out, but like using like paint cutting, so it just leaves the outside, yeah. and I just paste it right on their face. Absolutely. But, well, I just think people don't understand how Photoshop works a lot of times, and I can't recreate face, and I can't re, <laughs> I can't recreate some things that need the detail that like makes it recognizable like if there's something on the invitation i have no idea what's on that invitation i cannot recreate that but and especially like with faces too but i so i wouldn't do it with my own personal stuff because if those things are messed up i would just trash the image anyway because it's way too much work for what the client's actually going to use it for but if people do send me stuff i try my best to make sure i'm giving them a product that they want to send to their client right I think this would be helpful. Yeah. I mean, like I'm editing as we talk here, I'm editing uh, a portrait session I did mm -hmm. uh, of the mayor of Indiana or mayor of Indiana. Mayor and you know that you don't even have to be working right now if you sent off that, that work to, to be and, you, and then it would just be you <laughs> editing this while we talk. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Steve's upstairs right now, probably doing nothing. So he could be doing it. It's a very busy editing company. It sounds like. <laughs> um, Not right I, now. No one's getting married. So we have two weddings Saturday. Oh uh, my goodness. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, so I was trying to do these really epic portraits of the mayor um, using a giant ass softbox mm -hmm. and what size, I, uh, I don't know, like five, five, by five by five, like one of those octic octic box things. Yeah. And, uh, in order to get like really good quality of light out of soft boxes, like you really want it close as close as humanly possible to the subject. Yeah. And by doing so, then you get it in the photo nine times out of 10 when I'm shooting, yeah. I'm always catching like the corner of it or something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, man, if the, if Photoshop was as baller as this NVIDIA software, I could just like easily, you know, pull back the little bits of like building or background that this is covering but instead, what I typically always try to do, which I don't always do, but I try, yeah. is photograph like a frame without the softbox in it. Yeah, that's good. But that makes it a little bit easier. But it would still be nice to just be able to drop them and then content aware that out. Content aware it out, baby. But yeah, if I could share my screen with you, I'd show you what I'm doing. But I don't know how. It's okay. Anyways, moving on, onward, upward, NVIDIA, keep kicking ass to make Adobe kick more ass. No, I like, I like the competition. It just, Photoshop doesn't have a ton of competition. And so it is progressing, but it, I would like to see it progress a little bit faster. So maybe they'll like put some fire under their butts. We'll see. We'll see. Adobe, I think, is kind of like the big kid on the top of the hill and they kind of look down and they see these little kids like doing stuff and they're like, yeah, but we're Adobe. <laughs> is, is that what big kids do? They're like, yeah, but I'm a big kid. Like it would be really hard for them to come up here and knock me off my hill. Yeah, because I'm especially, a big kid. Especially because like 
you're a graphics card company and we're like a creative content making company. I mean, what are you going to do? We're just going to buy you. I mean, good for them. I would like Adobe to buy me. I would, <laughs> I would sell Jennifer Van Elk <laughs> to, to, to Adobe. Adobe. <laughs> we'll go to like Adobe Cloud, Creative Cloud, and you'll see a I'm little option for Jennifer like Van Elk. Waving. <laughs> You're like in, in like an I'm just app here box. <laughs> to make you hey. happy. <laughs> just click me for your daily dose of Jen. Oh, but yeah, I'm curious. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted if anything comes of that. So on Facebook, there has been another photography conversation circulating. I think let's we get it, one of these. Let, let's call it a faux pas. Okay. Yeah, we, we get one of these like once every two months. So I think we should talk about it though, because yeah. it... I think brings up some points on the photographer's end, but also considering your clients. So Dustin, you want to go ahead and read that? Yeah. I mean, it really reminded me of, uh, we talked about in an earlier episode of a client that, uh, it's back when Steve and I talked about ghosting, I think, mm -hmm. because they would just write like, hi, what are your prices? <laughs> or, yeah. or might not even put hi, just like, what are your prices? What do you charge? I want Oreos, something like yeah. that. And um, so this particular person took a screenshot and it's been circulating around. And she said it went kind of like this. Client goes, hi, date is yada, yada. What is your availability and rate? Thanks. She did put an exclamation mark after thanks. Yeah, I wouldn't read it like thanks. It's like thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I really I really don't know. I've, this is the first wedding I've ever planned kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know proper etiquette. <clears throat> so the photographer responds with, hi, such and such. I do have a one photographer package available on such and such date. Our most popular package is 1200 bucks. That includes an engagement session, one photographer, six hours of wedding day coverage, professional editing, high res high resolution, final digital images. Man, that is a mouthful print release, and online download gallery. I feel like you could just sum that all up. That's like all the same thing. Yeah. Anyways, if you would like less coverage, we can subtract $100 per hour off as well. There was an exclamation mark there too. So I had to give a little as well. <laughs> and then she comes back with, okay, no, thank you. And then this photographer has some massive stones, some big old balles. And she comes back with, well, we are actual photographers with a company. We've been established here for eight years. So I'm sorry if you were expecting a person who does it on the side for a price that doesn't pay their bills. And then she was blocked. <laughs> well, I honestly don't blame that bride. That is cringeworthy. Yeah. I get it. A lot of us are thinking that, but oh my gosh, you should never, ever say that. Not everyone's hot button is photography and not everyone can afford like a a thousand dollars is a very low package price, but no one, not everyone can afford that. Maybe she wanted two photographers, you know, you never know. Yeah. And it's just, you're, you're making all these assumptions and yeah. you have no idea why this bride is saying no. I mean, she could have just been like, 
I'm not going to say anything to you. Just leave yeah, you. She, I mean, she's respectful and said, okay, well, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, not to play devil's advocate, but it is what I like to do. Yes. <laughs> she could have been like, oh, well, man, I was really hoping to spend somewhere in the neighborhood of 3,500, four grand. But being that you're only 1,200, you might not be as good as what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, uh, no thanks. Yeah. And I mean, six hours coverage is not very much for a wedding from what my experience is. And it doesn't really cover everything. And I think a lot of brides now are looking for a lot of coverage. People are asking for unlimited coverage. They're asking so, for eight hours. So when you're talking a lot of coverage, I mean, you're showing up like turtleneck, hat, you know, sleeves with gloves on. Fully, fully covered is what you're after there. I like to go like straight up like pilgrim like yeah. i i definitely cover my hair because i know that can D be very offensive so dare we say amish yes i i mean i do know amish people and oh. i yes have you ever shot an amish wedding no but i did shoot a mennonite wedding and uh, amish people showed up and there was mennonite there as well and i was not allowed to photograph them Interesting. Was there, was it like really good food? Um, funny thing, a tornado, uh, touched down and we all what? had to get to the basement <laughs> What? and it knocked out the power for the entire area. Like it, we had to travel like 45 minutes to get to the reception and the power was out there even. And, I don't remember anything and I don't remember the food being great because I'm sure there wasn't a ton of heat to keep mm. the stuff warm. Cause they had, yeah. I mean, they were running on a generator. Jeez. So I don't remember what the food was like, but it was pretty exciting. I really yeah. love tornadoes. So I really, really wanted to go outside really bad, but we were still shooting the ceremony. So we had, to keep going was this about four years ago um no it was actually one of my first um uh, so i think it, it was 2011 it was just a, it was a very small storm someone ran in and was like hey uh sorry to interrupt but there's a tornado that just touched down and everyone like the neighbor's house is gone <laughs> so. it was so sad because it was like right before their vows so we had to wait for the storm to pass and they went back up and did their vows and ended it was but it was exciting. Like no one's going to ever forget that wedding. Right. Right. Obviously you didn't forget it. No, no, I never will forget that wedding. And it was like 10 years ago. It was exciting. I loved it, but I'm sure the bride and group were like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> How'd that go again? Oh, you gotta <laughs> be kidding me. <laughs> so Steve just, is just going to take exactly what I said and he's going to repeat it in the audio. Probably. Um, all right. So now that we've talked about you and Steve shooting Amish style, yep. uh, let's get into a little Q and a, this is where you sing a little jingle, Jen. Hit it. Go ahead, Jen. Sing That's it. Right. Come on. Go for it. It's time for Q and a. <laughs> Wait, dang it. If I had an empty bottle, it would work really well. It's time for the Q&A. Oh, I totally cut the audio. He's going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. 
Question comes from at Cody Turner Weddings on the Instagram, which, by the way, for those of you out there who do not realize, Stephen and I, more Stephen than I, are real human beings, and we do actually respond to you guys on Instagram and Facebook. Unlike Jim Gaffigan. Unlike the infamous Jim Gaffigan. Uh, so send us your questions, your comments, your things, your pics, not dick pics, unless they're to Steve personally. Um, so Cody asks, um, with a direct message, what are your thoughts on big proposals and big, in quotations, ass engagement rings? Um, great question, Cody. Um, yes. <laughs> Just yes, as a bride, yes. No, I, I don't. What? I mean, what are your thoughts? It's sort of a, an unusual question uh, to direct to us and our podcast, Cody. But I, I love the enthusiasm and that you put thought into this. Um, I don't know. I I've not shot a uh, tremendous amount of proposals in my time. I I love shooting them. Um, the biggest one I would say I have done, um, was a, was one I actually helped plan, which was a surprise trip to the Rhode Island Zoo in Rhode Island, um, where they did like an elephant painting thing. And then he proposed at the end. Wait, wait, wait. Did they paint elephants? No, the elephants like paint on the, uh, the little artboard thing. Oh man. And then they Seriously, my dreams were about to come true because I am obsessed with elephants. Well, and so then they had like the elephant painting the little board and then the, the zookeeper switched out the, the painting to one that said that was painted, will you marry me? And Did then, the elephant like, paint that? Uh, no, sadly. Gosh, they this is cannot, getting more and more they disappointing. It <laughs> cannot write. Um, I think there's probably some animal cruelty laws that have to be sort of adhered to. Uh, but I got to dress as a zookeeper. And. <laughs> And uh, Wait, I, do you I will, have pictures of this? I have pictures of this, absolutely. Because I, I actually put on like a fake beard and like big sunglasses and like okay, boots with socks. That needs to go on your Insta- that needs to go on your Twitter and then on your oh, Instagram. So. Oh, the Twitter. <laughs> and um and then yeah, and then I had like a bucket and then I like like a terminator style like pulled out of the bucket like my camera with 70 to 200 millimeter and was like um but yeah. Wait, how is that? I have a Nikon. That's what the Nikon sounds like. From my perspective, though, it kind of looks like you're holding a gun. So, uh, yeah, that's what it's like when you shoot with a Nikon. Okay. This is America's brand. American's brand of podcast. America. America's cameras. Uh, this brought to you by the Trump administration. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, um, have you ever shot proposals? Do you shoot proposals? Do you I, like shooting proposals? I did you once. Just... Um, I've been asked before and it's always last minute. And so I'm either not available or I'm not available. <laughs> 
I mean, that would be the only reason why I wouldn't shoot it is because of that reason. I love proposals. I love anything emotional. And so... Big Wait, you married Steve. You married Steve. I know. Isn't that crazy? I have to continually tell him to have emotions. A feel like I have to explain to him about my human feelings because he doesn't understand that as a robot. So mm-hmm. I got to talk to him about. I am a cyborg. <laughs> why people like to to do proposals and well, okay. Anyway, we're getting off topic, but. <laughs> I really love anything emotional when it comes to shooting. And so this is like, I know this is so like 2009 saying this, but this is so my jam. I would love to shoot more if I could. Um, But it's again, people contact you so last minute that it just is not ideal for someone who has children. Yeah. But big ass engagement rings. I mean, more power to them. I mean, if they can provide like a, a nice ring for their, their loved one. Cool. My only thing is when I see a big ass engagement ring, especially if I'm shooting a proposal, which nine times out of 10, that means they haven't booked you as a wedding photographer. You're like, bitch better begin a big photo package then. <laughs> I always book my couples before an engagement shoot. I mean a proposal shoot. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you, I I get what you're saying now. I was like, wait, how do you do this? Are you offering like this one time only free engagement shoot and you will get to shoot with the famous Dustin McKibben. Shoot with the Dustin McKibben. That's right. You heard it here first. Famous. I'm famous. I'm, I'm so famous guys. That's why I have a podcast. So Fort Wayne famous. Fort Wayne fan. Yeah, we had uh, Corinne had a creepy moment today, or she thought it was creepy. Um, somebody who runs a the wedding venue that she's shooting at this weekend uh, messaged her on Facebook asking if she was at the grocery store because she thought she saw her. And <laughs> Corinne was like, uh, first of all, I don't know who this person is, Dustin. And why would she think it was okay to be like, hey, can't wait to see you this weekend. Thought I saw you at the grocery. Because <laughs> no. as a woman, the first thought Corinne has like, crap, man, I went to the grocery. I didn't have makeup on. I was, you know, wearing yoga pants and like wearing a Harry Potter t-shirt and so, trying to like, keep two screaming children. <laughs> ideal day. <laughs> yeah. Yoga pants and a Harry Potter t-shirt. That sounds like a dream. It was a dream for her, but not a dream that she wanted like the wedding event planner person to yeah. have seen her and that she's going to be working with this weekend. I, <laughs> yeah, I think that that could be a little, that would could feel a little weird. Maybe if you did it personally, um, if you did it in person instead of over a message, it wouldn't be as creepy. I don't yeah. know. But like we've never shot at this venue. Okay, so like, she's she doesn't even know what you guys look like other than your other than social media. Oh, profile. okay, that's a little different. I thought maybe you worked with her. No, this okay. is like a venue we've never been at, but yet Fort we're there. Fort Wayne famous. I know it's crazy. You should try it to be Fort Wayne famous or to yeah. try Fort Wayne because you know how we feel about that. <laughs> You should both be Fort Wayne famous and move to Fort Wayne. Okay. We'll work on that. That'll be my um, hashtag that I use for the next couple months. 
So Fizza from the Facebook groups asked, Hey all, please tell in how many days you deliver galleries to your client. And yes, I read that how it was written. Yeah, it had Um, periods after every single word. Yep. (laughs) Please, Um, Please tell in how many days you delivered. How many days do you and the Steve deliver... Uh, your galleries. What's your typical turnaround time for the Jen Van Elk and the Redwood Lane production? A week, usually. We try for a week. Because you guys are insane. I Okay, this is my thought. It doesn't matter when I start it. It's still going to take the same amount of time. So why not start it Sunday, finish it either... I mean, sometimes we, we finish it on I, Sunday. Because I want to spend time with my family on Sunday. What's that? No. What I, is family? Okay. Hold on, let me, I'm messaging Ian <laughs> at Steve's house on Instagram. No, like, at, in the evening, Steve, like, Sunday, every once in a while, it's not always this way, but Sunday, every, every once in a while, Steve will sit down and he'll call while we... Who's he calling? Like, is he calling me? You? He is calling um, all of our couples to just make sure we did a good job. Hey, so. listen to our podcast. I'm Steve. <laughs> like, robo-calling. So he's... Going through, because you're making fun of the way I say call. So he's going through all of the images and he's picking out what's the best. Doesn't take that long to do. He can do that while I'm making dinner or taking the kids to the park. Whatever it is. A lot of times he does it when the kids are asleep. And then that next day, Monday, that's usually what happens after Sunday is Monday. And I will edit the photos. But I will say, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times we're starting this on Wednesday and I'm finishing the photos on Friday. That's awesome that you can do that. See, we outsource our editing. Mm -hmm. So we're a little bit at the mercy of the company we outsource to. Yeah. But they've been really good this past year at being really lickety split. I'm hoping that when wedding season really picks up, they'll be as lickety split, but we'll see. How long does it usually take? Um, recently it's been three days, um, uh, three business days. Yeah. Um, last year in the prime of wedding season, uh, it was getting into like the six or seven okay. day mark, which they, they really strive for five business days is kind of their benchmark. Mm-hmm. So my goal is always to call the wedding on, to start it Sunday night when everyone goes to bed, finish it Monday night when everyone goes to bed. And then get it sent off Monday night and then get it back um, Friday or the following Monday. And then get the gallery up um, sometime like Monday, Tuesday range. But that's that's an ideal scenario. Oftentimes mm-hmm. I'm not getting the wedding called until, like you said, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And then... Then it's uh, not sent to them till Thursday. Don't get it back till the following week. But we strive. We really, really strive for two-week turnaround time. That is our, that's what we tell our clients. That's our ultimate goal. Which is still really good. Yeah, which you guys like trying to one-up me with the whole one-week one week dealio pisses me off a little. But I, I know that we've ruffled a lot of feathers in Fort Wayne when we tell a bride that she gets to see her wedding photos in two weeks and then she goes and meets with another photographer and they say like three months or something. Oh goodness. I just, because I've been hearing this quite a bit, 
just in case there are photographers out there that do this, as a bride waiting for your photos, it's agony. You want to be able to see those photos, see your dress, see everything that you put together, everything you could have done better. (laughs) See how uh, it, it just, it's, it's in the back of your mind constantly after your wedding until after uh, or until you receive the photos. So waiting like a month, waiting two months, waiting eight months. This is what I'm hearing from some of the planners in the area that there's some photographers delivering pictures eight months after the wedding. They don't care anymore. They're to the point where it's frustrating. It's not even enjoyable. They're just frustrated. And so when they look at those pictures, they're just thinking, oh, we had to wait so long for these. They're not thinking, oh my gosh, I got to see my wedding photos. So if you can deliver as soon as possible, that is your best option to get a good review and more referrals. Correct. It's just very frustrating to me because I, I hear from so many brides, oh, my, my wedding photographer took so long or didn't give them the photos i would assume by eight months that they just lost the photos (laughs) i would not i would be like why is it taking this long i don't know i think that people there's just some people that don't realize especially those who've never been married realize how important it is to get those right away yeah yeah i've had i had a situation i know we jest about people wanting their photos back so that they can see what they could have done differently. Mm-hmm. But we, we had that actually happen where the bride got her photos back and she realized there was several things that she wishes she would have done differently and was like devastated by her wedding photos. Oh, that is so sad. It was, it was like the worst situation ever. And, um, I honestly, I did not know what to do. Like I, I only dealt with the groom, um, because she was just like so upset and she told me like, she finally like messaged me and she was like, it has nothing to do with the photos. Like the photos are great. Uh, there's just like several things I realized cause she was like almost like a perfectionist to a T yeah. and that she was like, there's just like, honestly things that like, I kind of wish I had done and there's things that didn't go as planned exactly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, so sorry that you feel that way. Do you think that stuff like that would happen without Pinterest? I don't know. It's a good question. I sometimes feel like Pinterest is a double-edged sword. I always love a good double-edged sword. It's the whole situation. The whole thing about Pinterest is to inspire. But what ends up happening is those who are not very creative feel overwhelmed because they feel like they have to meet expectations of other people. Um, We had a a couple back in um, 2016, 2016, uh, that had a, a barn wedding that was so much fun. I really enjoyed the couple. Their families were awesome. Just a really great wedding. Um, and I heard some, I don't know if these people were friends of the, of the couple or f- distant family members, but I heard some couples who were not married say things like, yeah, um, I would have done this differently. And this wedding is just like really basic white girl. I love a good basic white girl wedding. Those are my favorite. I know. They're my favorite too. Well, I favor the couple over the type of wedding. 
and they were just an, an awesome couple. And it just, it made me kind of sad because it shouldn't be about that. It should be about celebrating a couple. Yeah. I agree. And that's when you get into situations where people don't like their wedding photos because they're not to them Pinterest worthy. True. That's why you hire a Pinterest wedding photographer who is amazing and can just make a whole wedding look like Pinterest. Well, I think you find them on Instagram, right? No, Twitter. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's why I'm not not finding them. Where they complain. (laughs) That's where everyone goes to complain. Sorry, I'm just dropping in a fake sky into this photo. <laughs> and it just draw it out. Just everybody goes here to complain. Okay, I'm done now. Okay. And it looks perfect. So Anna from the Facebook groups asked us what lens is a good go-to lens for inside a limousine? Um, she wondered if a 35 millimeter lens would be, uh, a good lens of choice. Uh, I would love to own a 35 millimeter lens, Jen. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys just got a brand new one. We have two. So things come in pairs at your house. <laughs> hey, when you are like both husband and wife are doing this full time, I really think that it's necessary to have two of these these lenses that we fight over. So that's, yeah, that's the reason why. Yeah. We had that conversation and we'll get back to your question in a second. Um, we had the conversation today because my wife and I are actually both shooting separately as well this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a wedding and I have a wedding and we were kind of going through who was going to take what lenses as if we were like dividing custody amongst our children. Oh my gosh. That's so dark. Yeah. Oh, I know. I went there, Jen. I went there because um, she knows how much I like my 85. She took the 85. Uh, it was more that I was encouraging her to take it so that she could shoot with it. Because the last wedding where we split up and I let her take the 85, she didn't even shoot with it. Yeah. She's one of those photographers who doesn't like to switch lenses. She likes to just like have the same lens on the camera the whole day. Yeah. And and roll with she's, it. I mean, if she's got a good perspective from that lens, then why not? Yeah. So she's she's your 24 to 70 kind of girl. Okay. Nice. Nice. Steve likes that lens. I can't get behind that. But she, she does really well um, at engagement sessions and portrait sessions time with that lens. And I'm always... I'm I'm trying to push myself to use it more, um, to shoot wider, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you'll see with our our two upcoming engagement sessions that we shot. I really was, she shot with the eighty five, and I shot with the twenty four to seventy to kind of switch it up a little. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I just can't. I hate seventy millimeters. That is like my least favorite focal length. And so if I'm gonna have a twenty four to seventy, I'm twenty four all day long. That's just me. That is, I'd rather own a 24 millimeter lens, honestly. <laughs> I I agree with you. I feel like it's such a, I mean, I, I went into wedding photography the time that everyone was promoting prime lenses. I mean, they're great lenses, but I was, since I started shooting with that, like I just have fallen in love with prime lenses and I hardly ever use a zoom other than a 70 to 200 for ceremonies. Yeah. Anyway, back to a 35 millimeter for a (laughs) a limo shot. Is that your like wide lens go to? You know, honestly, um, I don't do very many limo shots. 
<laughs> I mean, I I try to stay away from cheesy and I feel like a lot of them are cheesy. If our couples are like, oh, we really want a shot in the limo, I'm more than happy to do it. And I usually am like, Steve, go take that shot. <laughs> so I would say more than likely we would use a 35. Uh, but if you want to get everyone in there, that's not going to work. It's not going to be good enough. You're going to have yeah. to get some like super wide, it's like a 16 millimeter. Super wide, so, 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 super wide. Is that like a, like a, oh, no, I'm thinking double wide. Ding. Double wide, <laughs> da, 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 double wide trailer. Yes. Get in my double wide. <laughs> it sounded, I think you were trying to go hip hop, but it sounded more like 50s doo-wop. Yeah, it's more like electronico, like beatboxing, like like that you know so you know like I mean? falling like, on a metal trash like, can like zach morris saved by the bell backwards baseball cap phone the size of my head double what double what i'm still getting the 50s doo-wop vibe it's the haircut it, it it's not helping it's not helping me <laughs> you know what you're so right you're so right and not like it's not you getting your mullet cut, you were saying that you got your hairs cut. I heard mullet. My, my hairs cut. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Jen? So you would suggest to Anna that she should ditch the 35 for when she feels this uncontrollable urge to jump in the limousine with a bunch of drunk people. I think that if you're just, honestly, if they're wanting a big like limo shot, you can get everybody to scoot in if you can't get them in that with a 35 or you can bring them all out like when they come out and if they want a shot with a limo. I think the ones that are inside the limo look super awkward. But if you want to get shots of people just enjoying themselves, I think 35 is great. I like using wider lenses for a dance floor. And I think that I would go that same direction with the limo. I don't think you would need a wider lens other than that one shot of getting everyone in it. Yeah. I mean, personally, I love limo shots. I think they're some of my favorite, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, like yeah, shit. no, I didn't feel bad at all for what I said. Cause it's cheesy. <laughs> uh, we're like, so we don't even, I think it's because Fort Wayne's not very classy, but we don't really do limos as much here. They're kind of out of style. I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Um, but most of our weddings are doing the whole trolley thing yep. right now. That's the big, the big deal. And these trolley companies, man, I can't even imagine what they're cleaning. I mean, the amount of money, because there's only, we only have one company. We have one trolley company that's just monopolizing the market. So Dustin, when do you start your trolley company? Trust me, I've looked into it. I know you have. Trolleys are effing expensive. I mean, just in my brain and knowing you, I was like, Dustin, definitely checked this out and then you got to get like the whole like special driving certificate and how much I is mean, that and how much time does it take a lot of time i mean it's essentially like the same as like driving a semi truck what so like six hours like an hour <laughs> oh you even went lower than me <laughs> it just made it not funny at all <laughs> uh, oh, like, a, like a good 45 minute poop kind of like <laughs> those are the all. best studying on your iphone i wish that those would make me money though uh i'm sure if you worked for that wedding company we talked about earlier there was a there'd be a way that you could figure it out where you got paid to poop <laughs> yes <laughs> that is all 
we could take this in a whole different direction. But anyway, so Anna, 35, uh, especially the Sigma, great lens. Love that lens. Do not but, uh, own that lens. It is better. Uh, but it would be a lens I would like to own. Um, so if anyone out there listening, especially you, Sigma, because I know you're subscribed, would like to send us one or two or three to try out, um, I'm all game. Or give. Uh, well, that's what I meant. Like, let us try out. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. We, we lost the return label. So um, what do you want us to do? What, yeah. what would be that? I think it would just be easiest if we just keep this. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't want to waste Sigma's money on return shipping. That's yes. just silly. And it's obviously not a waste for you to keep the the lens because you'll be advertising for them for life. Yeah. We have, I think, what are we up to? 10,000 10, listeners per day on this bad boy. So Yeah. They're actually listening right now. This is live. Live stream. But we only, because of licensing, we can only live stream to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And the rest of you have to listen on Sunday. It's because Steve is Dutch. Yep. Steve Dutch Van Elk. That's his middle name. And he's also Dutch, like really Dutch. Oh, I know. That's <laughs> why whenever we go out to eat, he always makes us split the bill. <laughs> I think he usually makes you pay, doesn't he? <laughs> he always makes me pay. Man, what what a man whore. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jen, it's been great. We should have you on more in replacement of Steven. I have been hearing that quite a bit, and not just from you. <laughs> I'm starting to get a big head. Yeah, kind of like Steve wishes he had. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's been a good night. Uh, do you, are you guys shooting a wedding this weekend? Um, we are not, but I am doing a bunch of family portraits. So this what? is kind of a new thing for me, but... Is this called the Let's Pay Jen's Taxes Family Portrait <laughs> Marathon? Uh, ding, ding, ding. Um, also, it's a lot of past clients, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we did that uh, two years ago, I think. A year mm-hmm. ago, two years ago. I can't remember. Um, which, for, yeah, it was two years ago because it was like a let's pay for Charlie's hospital bill. Yes. <laughs> kind of family portrait <laughs> session thing. Yeah. And yeah, it was super fun. Uh, we did like, uh, at a park where we just had people showing up every 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were all past like brides who now have kids and it was cool to see them and reconnect, but I'll probably do it again this fall. We'll see, see how that goes. I always say I'm going to do it and then pay for property tax. How did you know? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, we have two weddings this weekend, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm shooting one in Bluffton, Indiana, and then my beautiful wife is shooting one in Fort Wayne with the ever-famous, mysterious, and mighty Michaela McLean Ooh. photography. So. so is Corinne, is she leading this one? Uh, I like to think of it as co-leading. Okay. All right. Does she do this a lot? Uh, nope. This is not something we promote or try to do. This is something that was a scheduling snafu on my end where the bride and groom, kind of like what happened when you shot that wedding for (laughs) us. Um, but this was a similar situation, very similar to that actually, where the bride, um, uh, 
booked us, um, all the communication was done through Facebook, which I'm terrible about checking Facebook. Um, like the business messenger. Oh gosh. Yeah. That it gets lost. And so she switched dates after she booked us. Yeah. Um, just by like one weekend. So it was supposed to be last weekend and she switched it to this weekend. Okay. Uh, Um, and I didn't, I never switched it in our calendar. And even though I like, I saw it, but I didn't like switch it. And because this was like a year in advance that she switched it. So I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's April. Big deal. And then we had another wedding. Sure enough, came along, booked us like on the spot before I even had a chance to think about that other one. Yeah. Because there was nothing on the calendar. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, we have we have that wedding. And so I spent like two weeks trying to figure out what to do. And finally came up with, I'm just going to have to tell the one that switched dates that they have the option of having Corinne photograph it or they can have their, like a full refund. So a bonus. They got a bonus for. (laughs) Yeah. They're getting definitely the better half for sure. But it it was honestly, and I I hate to sound shallow, um, but it was like trying to weigh which couple would be the better fit for each of us. Oh yeah. That's that's actually good business. And trying to figure out like which which one would would be easier for Corinne, um, and so I ended up because she just had a baby. This is actually going to be her first wedding back from maternity leave, and so I was trying to take it easy on her, and instead I'm throwing her in <laughs> all by herself. <laughs> oh, poor Corinne! But yeah. But the wedding is it all? It's all at one location: ceremony and reception. Uh, it's here in town, so. Uh, she'll be the least amount of time away from our new baby boy. And she'll have a good time with Michaela. So I, that's what I'm most worried about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I shot with Michaela once I came back from my maternity leave and I wanted Steve to stay home with Nora and we had a good time, but we, we shot the hell out of that wedding. Shot the shit out of it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm nervous that they're going to just want to, Chitter chatter the whole time. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine. So, good night. Good night. Oh my God, it's midnight. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, good night. Have a good night, Jen. It was great chatting with you. I'm so happy we did this. Yeah, and me too. Did it without was, Steven. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think that Steve wanted me to do the closing lines. Do it. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. And I cannot tell you what a mouthful that is if you don't say it every single day. But anyway. The Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. (laughs) Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your hosts, Dustin and Jen. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin Mc- the underscore McKibben. Can't forget that. Guys, got to get that in- underscore in there. Uh, and you can find Jen at Jen Van Elk Photo. Uh, thanks for listening. And I think we can all agree that I did a much better job than Steven. <laughs> If you guys think uh, Jen did a fantastic job, uh, reach out to her on Instagram. Let her know because let's be honest, Steve runs her Instagram account, so uh, <laughs> she'll never actually find out. So, but if yeah. I did a terrible job, just send it all to Steven, 
and tell him yeah. that you missed him. It'll make or him fan, feel or much phantom better. producer Louis Novak. Yeah. You can let him know too. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Jen, have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. You as well. See ya. Bye-bye. Wedding photo hangover podcast. It's not an, it's a mouthful. And I'm Jen and you're listening to another episode of the wedding photo photo. It's what the f- Double what? Double what? Trailer. Wedding photo hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.